I'm Carrie. And I'm Stephanie. And this is the Love and Nonsense Podcast. Hey, Carrie. Hey, Stephanie. So we ended up having to record this together after all. (laughs) (laughs) There goes the plans when COVID is in play. Yeah. Oh, well, we can do it-ish. So What's what's funny is is you were going to do all three of them yourself, and now we're going to do two of them together and one of them. I'm going to do yeah, by myself. Yeah, it's just you. I know. I just have not been in the mood to watch these movies. I have the few I have watched, I haven't been into, or, or I've just stopped watching them because I couldn't take it. So I'm not in the right mindset to watch it. But anyway, we are reviewing some Christmas movies. Well, in a Hanukkah movie. First up will be my pick, and it was... Five More Minutes, Moments Like These with Ashley Williams and Lucas Bryant. I almost said Luke. (laughs) Not Luke Bryant. He's not a a real country singer. Uh, He's only a fake one in the movie. But anyway, this is, I know, this is a... Another entry into the Five More Minutes series, I guess you could say, that's based off the Scotty McCreary song. And Ashley is a widow with a son, and she is trying to sell her house, but things happen, and she has to work with Lucas to kind of get it ready to sell and for Christmas and stuff like that. So for setting, I gave this, let me pull up my ratings. I gave it a four because I actually really like the idea of a Yule house, which is what her house ended up being, where they had a Christmas room and throughout the house. So it was kind of like the Christmas house, like movie in a way, mm-hmm. but I kind of actually like the name Yule house better. Yeah. <laughs> so I gave that a four. And then I also just wanted to say that they used the playing Cupid restaurant in this movie, but it was not nearly as cute because it didn't have all like Mexican decorations and stuff. Did not notice that at all. Of course not. (laughs) But I did give it a four. I did like the house. And I really liked the story about the house and the architecture. And, you know, I'm just kind of a sucker for stuff like that. And then the mountains behind the house, even though fairly certain those mountains were not really there. But (laughs) in theory, it was a beautiful idea. (laughs) It was. It was. Okay. Style, I did only give it a three. Nothing really stood out to me. Everybody just looked average fine. I agree. Same thing yeah. for the same reason. And then storyline. Oh, man. Okay. So I gave it a three for storyline. What did you give it? I gave it a four for storyline, but I couldn't give it a five okay. because you already knew the secret. So if if you hadn't watched the first movie and you just watched this one, and so you had no clue what the secret could have been, would it have gotten a five from you? Possibly. I mean, I don't think this one was as good as the last one, and I gave that one a five, so probably not. But I do feel like I really liked... I was trying to figure out, so spoiler, not that you guys aren't surprised, but I was trying to figure out how this person is going to come show themselves to the wife when the wife has seen pictures of him when he was a kid and knows what he looks like, right? Mm -hmm. So I was trying to figure out how that was going to happen. And then he only showed himself to the son who doesn't know what he looks like as a kid. But I did find it interesting that they tied it together to where he was wearing like the different things from the different photos. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, was different kind ages. Of, yeah, that was kind of cool, like kind of like tying it all together. And I really loved the end when he finally shows himself to her and she she's putting this, the two and two together. Like they're dancing and I I really love that. And also sometimes I feel 
This could go under stars. I Ashley's not my favorite. I really like Lucas, but Ashley's not my favorite all the time. But I do think that the more seriousness of this storyline, she did bring some levity to it. And mm -hmm. it was it was well written for her, matching with her as an actress, I felt like. Yeah, I think both her and Lucas actually, they had their humorous moments together. Yeah. And it wasn't so out of place. And then, so she wasn't like too crazy over the top, which is what bothers us the most about her. Yes. I love the ending too. I was crying when her husband showed up in, you know, magical form. And then she's like, you are here. You sent all the gifts and signs for our son. And he's like, well, I sent one more. And he sent Matthew, like he sent his friend to her in his wedding ring. And I was just like, oh my gosh. Like, I know. I cried so hard. So I really loved that part. And I actually really appreciated how she was close to her husband's family and they were okay with like her moving on to a new guy mm -hmm. and finding love again. So I thought that was really sweet. Those those are the things I really loved, but I gave it a three still because I do think I kind of zoned out at parts. Like I wasn't as invested all the time. I don't know. So there's that. And maybe maybe if I hadn't seen the first one and so I didn't know that this little kid who kept popping up was him. I don't know. And so the magic part wasn't clear yet. Maybe it would have gotten higher. But yeah, I gave it a three. I can maybe go to a four, but somewhere in there. I will say I'll be curious to know if they try to do another one mm -hmm. next year. Because I do agree. The storyline was not as good knowing how the storyline works. Right? Mm -hmm. So as soon as the little boy showed up, I was like, oh, obviously this is the dad. And... So therefore, there was no like surprise or shock or whatever. Like the first one, I was shocked. I could, I was like, oh my gosh, I did not see this coming at all. And so I, and the little boy in this one was the only one who could see the dad. And in the other one, mm -hmm. other people interact, could see him too. I mean, he was hired there, right? So yeah. he was working, but yeah, I, don't I mean, know. I wouldn't, I, wouldn't mind another movie in this series because I do like them. I think they're better than some of the other movies that they do. And like, even though I know the person just is magically going to appear, it didn't stop me from crying at the end when he did yeah, appear. That's true. So like, <laughs> I would watch another one. I would too. Okay. And then stars, I gave it a five because I think Ashley and Lucas were really great. And we had the Nikki Deloach cameo. Yep. Since she was in the first movie and she was in this one. So I was like, oh, five all around. No, I did the same. I thought I thought Ashley and Lucas were really great individually and together. I thought they had really good mm -hmm. like banter between them um, yeah. from the beginning. Like I really laughed at the part where he's like, Jinx, you got to buy me a drink. And he's like, now you can't talk. Yeah. And so she goes up to the thing and she's like, can I have an apple cider? He's like, hey, you can't talk. You know, and it was just like kind yeah. of funny, like comfortable between them from the beginning. Yeah, it was cute. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I'm curious to and know, what did you give it for Christmas, though? I gave it a four for Christmas, and I think it might have been for the feels of like crying. I can see that. I did not. I gave it a three. But then you mentioned the Yule House. So I was like, that yeah. was really Christmassy. And I mean, it did have Christmas feels, and it did make me teary-eyed. But I 
don't think it was as Christmassy to me as some of the other movies that we've watched. So that's why I kind of just was like, uh, I don't know. And I'm also watching all these movies after Christmas. So that <laughs> so there affects is that. your rating? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Could. Well, it was still a love for me, though. It was for me, too. All, all right. right, guys. The next one is Hanukkah on Rye. And this one is where a matchmaker connects Molly and Jacob, but their new romance is put to the test when they realize they are competing deli owners. And this is starring Yale. I never say her name right. Grobgliss and Jeremy Jordan. And also had a cameo by Lisa Loeb, which I thought was interesting. I thought Lisa was going to be the matchmaker. (laughs) Oh, okay. But she wasn't. She was singing a song at one point. But I just thought. So she she played herself? uh, uh, She played somebody from the town coming to. So they did this thing where they did a competition for the best new Hanukkah song because they were joking that there's only two Hanukkah songs. So they were trying to get people Mm -hmm. to come in and write the two write a new song and just to get people into her deli and lisa loeb is somebody who showed up and sang a song that was a new hanukkah song so i don't know if she was actually playing herself or she was just playing somebody who showed up and just happened to be able to sing but okay well she was probably just playing somebody if everybody wasn't like oh my gosh it's lisa you know no that's true so she's probably just playing someone but so for this one um the setting i gave it a four it is in new york city uh which is a Plus, but I didn't think it felt super New York City, so I didn't, like, give it a five um, because they didn't, like, go anywhere, do anything that was like, oh, look, this is very clearly New York. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and it, I mean, the setting was at their delis and and the apartments were cute. The apartment building was cute, but I don't think it was five worthy. Um, style, I gave it a four. Also, I thought she looked really great in a lot of this. I actually, from the original photos, I was like, I don't think she's that cute. But I thought the way she carries herself and stuff, she was, I felt like she looked really pretty on screen. So I think part of it, that, that impacted my style (laughs) score. (laughs) Um, for storyline, I gave it a five. Uh, Stephanie has not seen this, so I'm going to try not to like Mm -mm. ruin it because it's really good. I mean, we do spoilers all the time, so. I know, but I want you to be able to watch it and not be spoiled. Okay. I need you to watch this movie. (laughs) Okay, I I will eventually. I'm pretty sure I remembered to record it. So there is, so he is there. I was trying to figure out how they were going to do this competing deli owners thing. He, his family lives in, LA and is trying to open a Jewish deli in New York and it's down the street from her deli that they were looking at property and there used to be a Jewish deli there sorry hold on. it went out of business the real estate agent is like well the other deli down the street that's been there forever is probably going out of business soon too because they're not doing that great so there was this whole thing of them trying to figure out how to drum up business and he gets invested in her and doesn't want to like ruin her business basically mm-hmm. and there is this matchmaker thing where they write letters to each other so do you remember that movie from lifetime where it's a sarah drew movie with niall mater yeah christmas pin pals yes so it's a lot like that where you don't know who you're writing to i think they had they both had different names but i don't know if they just signed up with like their grandmothers signed them up so i don't know if their yeah. grandmothers just like gave them their their real name her name is Beth and his name is David. Uh, 
I don't know. Or they just picked names that were not their actual names to try to keep from giving it away. I don't know. And yeah, then there's and Julie Sherman Wolf says she based it also on the shop around the corner, and that had Judy Garland in it years ago. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. You're mm-hmm. you're remembering these things. I I this one was so far removed from that interview. I was like, what did Julie even say about it? I should have gone back and listened <laughs> to it again. I just but, really like that movie, so I remembered. Yeah. So I feel like this was like oh. It was really funny. There were parts where I laughed out loud. Very, very, very funny. I liked the way it worked out in the end. I loved the matchmaker and how she's in this office building where it looks super grand and beautiful. And it's a very interesting thing. And so it's she's a Jewish matchmaker. So she helps them find their soulmates. Jewish mm-hmm. people find their soulmates. So it was really, really, really cute. I gave it five. It was great. The stars, I also gave it a five. Um, I really liked Jeremy has been hit or miss because, you know, I saw him in Holly and Ivy, loved him in Holly and Ivy. Mm-hmm. Then he was in Mix Up that? in the Mediterranean. Mix Up in the Mediterranean. And I was like, this is no bueno. But Mm-mm. this, he he redeemed himself <laughs> in this one. <laughs> so I really liked both of them. I liked Lisa Loeb. I loved the family. His grandmother was the grandma from Five Star Christmas, who I absolutely adore. She's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is the fueling bubbies at one point in this movie, which is, is the word for grandma, bubby. So there's lots of really funny, just funny things. Loved all the actors and the families and all the characters were great. Everything about this. I loved this one. Um, and then for Christmas, we can't give it Christmas. I'm giving it five menorahs for Hanukkah <laughs> because there is Hanukkah magic. Which is the biggest reason why I want Stephanie to watch this, because her comments on Christmas have always been like, oh, I don't know why, but this year I'm so into Christmas magic. This has Hanukkah magic. Okay. I believe you. I just, I gotta be in the right mood. (laughs) All right. So if you can't tell, this is a love for me. Carrie loved it. Yep. And I'm sure I'll like it. All right. Last one was the popular vote, and it was for the Holiday Dating Guide on Lifetime. And this starred Maria Menounos, and I really should have kept this open because I hold on, I have it. That guy, I have it. I didn't know who I Brent Bailey. Brent, yeah, I knew he also wrote it. He wrote it. Yeah, he's the writer on this too. Well, you know that makes a lot of sense. So, dating coach and aspiring book author Abigail Slater is tasked by her publisher Jack to prove that her dating advice really works. With that, she decides to make a man fall for her by Christmas Eve and 12 days. Okay. So, a setting, I gave it a 4 because I actually really loved her house or apartment. I loved the places they went on their dates, his garage of all the classic cars. I just loved the setting, so I gave it a 4. Okay. I gave it a three, but I think you might have talked me into a four. Woo! Yes. Specifically for the garage full of the cars. I thought those cars were so cool. I really would like to have that mint green Bronco. I thought that was really cool. <laughs> yeah. And then he had a, a separate like CD, bleh, reading area in there, too. That was Which very cute. was the giveaway for me. When I was like, oh, that's his dad. I forget when I realized he, I probably realized fairly early on because you kind of recognize how these things go. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Style, I gave it a five. Maria looked great in all of her outfits and they actually did stuff with her hair, like cute ponytails and cute, you know, kind of like, um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on her name. 
Brooke Dorsey. Yeah. Like Maria has similar hair to Brooke and they did kind of the fun stuff with Maria that they do with Brooke, which I really liked. And Brant was just a cutie. So yeah. So I gave it a four. Um, I did write down the sequin dress at the end, although there is 0% chance I'm wearing that dress because it had one of those high mock turtleneck. And I can Mm -hmm. just imagine I have this thing about like the front of my throat and anything that's too close around my throat like drives me crazy. And I was like, that's really great looking on her would not be something I would pick. (laughs) Not to mention knowing my luck. I would like sit down and rub across something and then like I'd rip off all the sequins off my dress. <laughs> I'm a mess. Yeah. But I did think yeah. she looked great. But other than the red dress, nothing really stood out to me. That's the only reason I didn't give it a five. So. Yeah. Okay. Storyline, I also gave it a five. I wasn't wow. sure how I was. I know. I wasn't sure how I was going to feel going into this. But I actually really liked Maria's character and how she acted and like these rules she had, but then not following them. And I really love Brent's character. Like he was so like he's very open and vulnerable. He cried at the party during their conflict when he realized that she was like, I mean, she wasn't really just dating him to get a book deal, but that's kind of what it seemed like, you know? Uh-huh. So I just really love the two of them together. They had a very great relationship. And it also reminded me of How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, the movie. I mean, she wasn't trying to lose a guy in 12 days. She was trying to get a guy to fall for her in 12 days. But it had the same vibes for me. So I gave it a five. I did not. <laughs> well. I gave it a three. It oh, was man. like not bad for me, but it wasn't great for me. And actually, ironically, because we do this so often, part of what I did not like about it was actually part of what you did like about it. And. Uh-oh. <laughs> I liked, I I agree with you on her character and how her character, like, uh, was supposed to be following these rules, but then ends up breaking all the rules. That part of it I did like. I did not, the first half of the movie, I did not like her at all. She was too over the top. It was like the Ashley Williams thing for me. Like, I felt like it was too overplayed. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, ugh, kind of irritated. It did tone they down were- the second half, though. Yeah, I'm going to when they were at the bar, when they first meet again, I will say she was a little much and it was like, dang, why do we have to play these games? Because he was so not playing a game. Right. But I appreciated how smooth she was and I just like her insight into people. And then she quickly dropped that kind of thing. So I don't feel like she quickly dropped it. I I feel like I felt like it took half the movie to drop it. But I do agree, actually, with your assessment of him. And I had not taken to this into account when I gave it the three. Um, I did really like his character. I really liked his openness and his like, he was very at the beginning kind of like reluctant to try to talk to her, which I think Mm -hmm. is a real natural thing, especially when you're dealing with somebody who's really good looking, right? Because she is very beautiful. Yeah. But, you know, like, I felt like he still kind of put himself out there, even though he wasn't sure what to do. And I did love his character. So I do think that that helped. Yeah. He felt like a real guy, not just an actor. I mean, he's attractive, but I don't think he's, you know, like movie star attractive. I don't know. He he looks like normal a normal person and he acted that way. So it doesn't surprise me that he wrote this and then he played the character. Yeah, because he knew because how it, it fit. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay. So stars, I gave it a five because I loved everybody in it. <clears throat> I gave it a three and a Uh-oh. half. 
Three and a half. And, and I gave it a three and a half because if I hadn't disliked her so much in the first half of the movie, I would have given it a four. But I had to mark it down half because I didn't like her through half the movie. Good gravy. <clears throat> Christmas, I... Okay, Christmas I had a tough time on. I guess I settled on a four. Oh, we're yeah. opposite on this movie, guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could maybe go down to a three. I think it just... Because it, it made me feel good. So I, I upped the Christmas... But I can't really say that they did a ton of Christmassy things. So I mean, they played uh, throw the axe at Santa Claus and Frosty the Snowman. You know, I really liked that date. It was cute. <laughs> I mean, I would love to go axe throwing. I think that sounds like a great date. I don't know if I want to axe Frosty, though. <laughs> but I gave it a two for Christmas because I didn't remember anything really so super Christmassy other than the fact that they went to a Christmas party at the end and that they were axing Frosty the Snowman. I could I could see that. It was middle-ish for Christmas. But I did give it a love. I give it a nonsense. Jeez. Ah! <coughs> Jeez, Carrie. It is closer to the middle than I originally thought because you reminded me about the guy and how much I did like him. So that is closer to the middle, but I don't think it's enough to throw it over the top. I probably won't watch this again. So, well... And here we are. I'm thinking this is one of the better Lifetime movies this year. Hmm. We'll have to talk about that in our Christmas roundup whenever we end up getting that recorded. Yeah. But for now, that rounds up our reviews for this episode. Christmas is almost (laughs) officially over. I mean, technically it is officially over, but we have that one more Christmas episode that we'll do. Can you believe it? It's been a whirlwind. We made it. We survived. We did. And, um... If you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe and get notified whenever we release new episodes and leave us a rating on Apple or Spotify um, to let us know what you think. Five stars would be great. We'd love that. Other people can, it helps other people to find us. And also find us on Love and Nonsense Podcast at uh, Instagram and Facebook. We are over there talking to people mostly on Instagram, but we're also on Facebook. So that's it, guys. See you later. Bye.